All right, so we should be good to go. All right, let's see where we at. Look like we're good with good money. Uh, it usually takes a while for this to jump on because I need to look at the dashboard and make sure everything's good on that end. Yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely trying to make sure I have those chats up. I know I can tune in just here, but for some reason, I'm just in habit. And plus, I need to share this on Facebook too. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I always try to, you know, keep it, you know, make sure the stream is going well. So I always try to have a um, the creator dashboard up so I can see it. So we are definitely live. This is First and Frame Race episode 209. This is going to be Super Bowl. What is this? 55? Yeah, Super Bowl 55. Yep, 55. Preview. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the matchup, the setup, what setups people are going to have as far as watching the game. We're going to talk about what type of food choices people may eat. Uh, while they're watching the game, um, it's going to be myself today, DJ81, and uh, we're just going to get it going. I know it's going to take a while for a few people to jump in here. That's all good. Hopefully, everybody decides to come through, and uh, and we're going to have a pretty good time. I think I shout out Lord Destro uh, a couple days ago for following on Twitch. I really appreciate it. The channel's growing 10 away from 200. Hopefully, we'll get some more people over here to follow, and... Uh, Everything is will be all good. Um, I guess I'll go with my intro first real quick. It wouldn't be no big deal. Uh, first of all, Bills is not going to be here. He has a little bit of fatigue, has been working. Uh, so he's not he's not necessarily under the weather. He's just tired. And I, I, totally, I totally get it because when I work, I get tired at myself. So um, nothing's been going on the last few days for me. Uh, just been working, played a few games. I made a video on my YouTube channel. You can go over there and check that out. And uh, other than that, you know, everything is good. So, uh, DJ, uh, how you been doing? What's been going on with you? Oh, everything's been good. I know last night's stream on my Twitch channel was uh, was not as crazy as it was the previous week. But, you know, talked about, uh, I would say, a borderline. Not, it's outright a controversial topic, but at the same time, just uh, getting views of you know, what took place and what I saw. But other than that, just been playing, playing my games, watching, watching Warrior. I def again, Warrior on HBO Max. Good show. I think it came out last, it came out in 2019, apparently. And I don't know why I have missed out, but, you know, so far I've been enjoying my viewing experience. I've been getting a couple of episodes per night, um, each night, so... Yeah, That's just ready up. to talk about the Super Bowl and get this thing over with. Yeah, you know the end of the season is coming to uh, is coming to a head. You know the end of the season is all is about done with the last football game of you know I guess you could say this pretty much the grand finale of all football throughout the the season. The Super Bowl. We're going to be having the New England Patriots. Oh, not the Patriots. We have the Buccaneers. I'm thinking about Tampa. Wow. Could, yeah. So we're going to be having the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be playing in Tampa, which is um, actually interesting because this is uh, one of the, well, really the only time that uh, a team gets to host the Super Bowl in their own stadium. So that's pretty interesting. And I think it's going to be a really, really good matchup. You're going to have two. Very, I'll say a lot of people talk about the offense when it comes to this game or whatever, but nobody talks about how balanced this you both teams really are. Yeah, you have a high powered team, you have all these, you know, as far as the offense goes, you have an okay, you know, defense, fast players, pretty good. But overall, when you look at both teams, 
they're fairly balanced and there's nothing really stand out over another to actually say, hey, this team could win over this one. You know, mm-hmm. certain things going to have to happen or whatever the case may be, which is obvious, turn over here, turn over there. And, um, but when you just look at team versus team, it's really hard to say what's going to be uh, the real deciding factor that's going to win this game outright. I, I think we're in store. We're going to be in store of a very, very, very exciting uh, Super Bowl. Probably one that we never seen before. Uh, we can get into all the matchups. We can talk about certain players, whatever the case may be. But what are your initial thoughts of the Super Bowl, um, DJ? I think it's going to be interesting because the pass rush will be going pretty much towards more towards uh, Pat Mahomes, I feel like Tom Brady is going to get protected most of this game. So it's going to be interesting to see how the young boy does when he's pressured, which they say, they said they wanted the statistics for the quarterbacks in the playoffs under pressure. Pat Mahomes is number one. So it's going to be interesting because, you know, it's one thing to get pressure the way other teams have been getting pressure from the AFC, but the Buccaneers have something that, you know, we've seen maybe from a couple of other teams in the NFC that if they would have made the Super Bowl, probably would have given Mahomes issues. I'm like, those two other teams, I would say the LA Rams and possibly, you know, you may laugh at this, even the Washington football team with their front four. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm looking forward to this game for once. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like when you see a lot of Super Bowls that that come about, I think at least for the past maybe twenty, in some cases maybe thirty years, you can look at a Super Bowl and off the rip you can say, hey, there's a really big problem, the matchup. I mean, when when Seattle had their run, even though um, they end up losing to Tom Brady, um, their defense, Seattle's defense, was clearly. Uh, the the high profile tipping balance of the teams, you know. I mean, when you saw the Eagles when the Eagles were playing the Patriots, I honestly thought it was a little bit more balanced. But I, I kind of felt that the Eagles were the more overpowering team compared to what the Patriots had. The Eagles end up winning, but it was a little bit more closer than honestly what I thought it would be. Um, the Falcons when they played against uh, the Patriots, same thing. Falcons are clearly the better team, but you saw what happened. Uh, I'm trying to think, even going back a little bit further, um, I think the last time when it was like somewhat of a balance, maybe when um, the Super Bowl, when the Steelers played the uh, uh, the Cardinals, that maybe was the last time I can remember because all the mm. other ones I looked at, all the other ones I looked at, it was more like, you know, there's nothing really that's um, that's lopsided. I mean, it was other things that was that was pretty much lopsided in those victories. Um, like when Peyton Manning went to the Super Bowl with the Broncos that one time, the Legion of Boom took them out. Uh, even when they went back again and they played against the Panthers, I still thought that the, the Broncos' offense was more overpowering than the defense of the Patriots. Um, it, it, I mean, I just can't think of outside of that one with the Steelers and uh, um, the Cardinals where it was more of a balance. But most of the other stuff is... um. You know, it was just basically mostly. It looked like it could have been a blowout. I mean, what what are your thoughts about that matchup? Um, I definitely, I, I, I throughout all the years, I've enjoyed the blowouts in Super Bowls. The teams just completely falling apart. We've seen this happen 
lot. We've seen this happen a lot. There's been 54 Super Bowls, so there's been plenty of Super Bowls. I think the most recent collapse was what the Peyton Manning led Broncos when they played us. What was it, Seattle that they played and they got smashed? I'm not sure if that was a collapse. I think they just got ran over. More collapse was when my Falcons played. That was more well. Of a collapse. You gotta think about it. Remember, the fir- one of the first you know errors was a snap that went over uh, Peyton Manning's head. So, and right. it just piled on from there. So, um, of course, in the games that I've watched with my team being in the Super Bowl, pretty much all of them were blowouts. Even the one they lost. <laughs> they lost to the Raiders and got smashed. You want to talk about a collapse. When the sun went down, so did the Well, they were the Redskins then. So did their chances of winning that Super Bowl against Marcus Allen. So it's pretty interesting. I wonder if this will turn into a blowout because I feel like Tampa is the more balanced team than Kansas City. And this will be a situation where Kansas City's defense will have to step up and play beyond their uh, abilities, which was the case. Remember when we talked about the matchup with Kansas City and Tennessee in the AFC Championship and how like you and I were on opposite sides. It was myself and Bills who felt like the Chiefs could put up the effort to stop Derek uh, Henry. Right. And it was a combination of they were able to stop Derek Henry, but also the coach just outsmarting himself and leaning on the passing game. So, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at the Chiefs uh, just team as a whole. Their defense is is probably like if you really want to look at offense defense on both sides, the Chiefs defense is probably the more of the weakest link between the the four aspects. And I ain't talking about special teams. I mean, I think that's a different. I'm not saying it's a different animal, but it may be uh, a different. Uh, it's just the outside entities. But when you look at the offense defense, you may you, you're probably just looking at the Chiefs defense might be the weakest link out of those four entities. And I get what you're saying it's, it's it's easy to say hey this may happen so with that being said tom brady could have a field day i don't think it's going to be a blowout because you got an offense like uh what the chiefs have they can turn back around and respond right back and i know the front seven um the front seven of bucks are really good but i still think that the secondary is slightly suspect they're probably going to do some quick passes and probably get some of their players in the open field that's going to move the ball so i think it's going to be somewhat of a you know a, a back and forth game but if it would be a blowout that would be the reason why because um there may be a situation where the uh Kansas City could be um stumped on offense which a lot of people think that's blasphemous but it's a possibility that that could be the case and if they're stopped on offense, it could be a situation like where the defense could be in. A, it could be a long day for the defense. So, uh, I, I I totally you know any case scenario that's out there that could be the scenario where it could happen. So I'm with well, you on that 100. Well, another factor why that could happen because um, Kansas City is going in with a patchwork offensive line at their tackles. And yeah, I I, I definitely was about to talk about that. I was about yeah. to talk about it. You're right. King David said, "I could see it being a shootout." Personally, I, I, it has it got it has shootout written all over it. To be honest, it has shootout written all over this game. I don't I don't see it any other way. What you got, baby? Your cup? Yeah. Get up! I can't get up. I'm doing a podcast, boo. See, you know what? You know what's funny? I 
I really would like to see, like, as far as just going to, like, the overall result again, and, of course, uh, as we go on, we're going to discuss, like, the specific matchups and stuff like that. But it'd be interesting that if Tampa were to win and Tom Brady has vowed that he's going to continue playing until, I guess, he can't play no more. Or He said he, said he wants to play until he's 45. That's what he said. Well, how, isn't he, like, 43, 44? Yeah. I think he's like 42 right now. 42? Yeah, but he said, I think he said he wanted to play until he's 45. All right, that, that's what that's what I said. It was like some uh, statement or something. He was on some podcast a couple weeks ago. Seemed like you bought it out for a second. It, it could be on my end. No, probably me because I'm cutting on his TV. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, so, Son, get down. So... The fact that he has, let's see, Brady has how many Super Bowls right now? Brady has six. He's been to ten. That's crazy. Six and four. I wonder if he's going to stay in and try to go. It's a hard thing to do. You need a whole team to be able to get to the Super Bowl. But if he can, he could have, honestly, he could have won ten by now. Yeah, he's he's definitely retired. Yeah, he's six and three right now. Hold on. He's okay, six and three yeah. right now, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Right, yeah. so if he if he would have if he I wonder if he's staying in to, to try to you know win ten. I don't want him to fall because he will. We'll have a ring for every finger. That would be a that would be an accomplishment that I would not see in the NFL ever. If no, he was no, able to do that. Yeah, I mean, what you see now is probably a situation where he you will never see it again. So it's um. He's gonna turn it's, to Thanos. That's what's yeah, gonna, gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because I, I, I think he. I, that's what he said. He wanted to play till he's forty-five at least, and we'll see where it goes from there. And and if he continues to do what he do, I don't see how he can't. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job of keeping himself in shape. Uh, you know, if the, if the offensive line keeps him upright, I mean, he doesn't have to move around. All if he could just sit there and that arm is still working, I don't see where he he, he would not play. Yeah, you know, I mean, seen other people's arms fall off. Yeah, I mean, some, some players, like, I mean, some quarterbacks I've seen, once they hit, like, as early as 33, you know, they're just, they can't throw the ball as well anymore, 34, and he's doing it all, he's doing it almost into his mid-40s, so that'd be great to see him do it. I mean, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady, I mean, I, I respect the game, but I'm not one of these guys that's, that's just be hating on him. My main thing is, not just with Tom Brady, but with any, you know, type of situation that that prolongs over and over and over again i personally get tired of seeing the same thing over and over so it's like the situation with alabama you know with the patriots at one time hell even though i was a product of it when i was younger when i saw the bulls you know i i, I always felt like well what would happen if another team did this or another team did that you know i i just like to see like variety i mean but you know you can't you can't knock on greatness when when a team is great and they constantly make it to the championship game over and over again you just have to tip your hat and it is what it is if you don't like it don't watch it then you know all these people are always complaining about alabama winning national titles but you're constantly watching it every year i mean my thing is once i see them up by two touchdowns i'll go do something else you know what's funny when it comes to stuff like that? That's probably the most helpless feeling in the world to know that there's no team that can stop the team that you hate. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and to endlessly cry about it, especially in this day and age, God, at least you could avoid it when we were growing up. But, you know, these kids now, and I call these people kids because they're all younger than both of us. 
and they had the social media and everything and i sound like they get off my lawn guy right now but <laughs> they it's easy for them to just be like man 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 somebody stop tom brady like the bunch of baltimore fans that i'm surrounded by on facebook i i was with them too with tom brady but after a while you stop it gets old. Yeah, I mean, it gets old. Tom Brady. But hey, like, those same Baltimore fans will still sit there and be like, oh, he's a cheater, blah, blah, blah. The memes and everything. And I just laugh. I was like, just sit back and watch. Me. I mean, my watch thing is, like, at the end of, like I said, at the end of the day, it's like, if you're really tired of watching them uh, watching them win, just don't watch. I mean, that, this is like I said, like 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 I said about Alabama. Everybody talk about Alabama winning the, uh, the national title all the time. When the game gets out of hand, I just go play video games. I'll just go do something else. I'm not about to sit there and just bitch and moan about something that I don't want to watch. Well, you so, also got people in the gaming world that, you know, when the game doesn't act right, they have they, they act like they have no other game to go to. Right, exactly. So it's like, it's crazy. Uh, let's talk about a, a little bit more about the matchups. Like when you look at the offensive line of the Chiefs, like the Chiefs offensive line is kind of in trouble because I think um, the, they got two offensive tackles that's going to be out. A couple of backups going to be playing. They're saying Jason Pierre-Paul's not going to be playing, but his injury is like like not as severe. So any of these players who have less than severe injuries, more than likely I'm, they're going to play. It's the Super Bowl. I don't see them not playing. So with him and Antonio Brown – and all these other players, I do see them. Get down. No, you're not going to get on there because you will fall over, and then you're going to be you're going to be crying. No, because I know when it comes to the offensive line, I know you were bringing up that initially. Eric Fisher, he's pretty much out. Uh, right, exactly. I'm trying to figure out who else. No, Fisher. I, I don't know who the. Uh, I think it's the other tackle. Yeah, the other tackle's out too. So when you have that, you're going to have a situation where Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett. Is Ndamukong Sue still playing with them? No, he's playing yeah. for No, 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 he's there. Yeah, he, you he got... just don't hear about him because he quietly just does his job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you got he's no, defense... longer. He's no longer. Remember remember when he first came in the league and he was drawing all the attention to himself? Well, he was really pretty much the only one. Then they paired him with somebody. But then no. all of a sudden he went to Miami and then he found Tampa, and now he's just quietly. No, he, he was at the L.A. Rams at one point, too. But the thing about it was he oh, – yeah, people – the thing about that was he was getting a bad rap, and he was losing some money out in the pockets. And it got to the point where I believe teams just start to give up on him because he was doing stuff that was very, very irrational. Oh, yeah, so he, he calmed down a lot. Crotch, yeah. yeah, he's stepping on crotch. He stepped on somebody's foot. I mean, he – I mean, he had a lot of issues, but he calmed down a lot. It's a good thing because – a lot of talent that's there. So, but you have a lot. You have everybody on that defensive line that's on that team with the problems they have on offense. That's that's if you really want to talk about a weak link between the teams, that's a big one. I I think somebody like Shaquille Barrett is going to be um probably like the guy. You know what I mean? He's probably going to be the guy that maybe uh, disrupt this entire offense that the Chiefs have. Unless if they know how to get out, get the ball out faster. But other than that, they're gonna be um, they're gonna be having some problems. Because uh, I know one guy, uh, Austin Reader. He actually used to play for Washington. He was originally drafted by them, so I, he was okay. But um, I would say that just along with what you were just saying a second ago. I feel like they are gonna resort to the quick passes, maybe like the bubble screens, the I forgot the other type of screens, 
Because um, mm-hmm. you have your bubble screens, and then you have the ones where they just shoot right in, like they're about to slip screens. They're going to provide those. I feel like they're going to also maybe incorporate tight end middle screen. Let the let the front four come on through, sneak Kelchi behind them, boom. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that that could happen too. And you know, it, and you know, you got people like Levante David, you got on uh, Devin White, and you got guys that's that's playing linebacker that could probably keep up with a, a person like Travis Kelsey. But when you do that, you're going to still have other openings across the field. For I mean, they just have so many weapons over there in it, for Kansas City. It's going to be really, really hard to keep that team contained. The main thing you may have to do is like. You got to get the Patrick Mahomes as quick as possible. And then we're not even talking about the fact that he's mobile. So mm-hmm. the fact that he, he can move around as well, once he get out that pocket, it's going to be a really big problem for Tampa Bay because I'm not really sold on um, the secondary of Tampa Bay. They're okay, but I'm not sold on them. So if if they can get some time in the pocket, you know, um, Tyreek Hill is going to have a field day. But that's the thing. You got to have time in the pocket. And with the problem with the offensive line that the Chiefs have, it may be a situation where they may not have that time. So that's going to be interesting. Um, let's look at the uh, offense of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you have Tom Brady. You have um, the running back, James. The th- I can't remember his first name, James. And you have Leonard Fournette. Um, the running game is pretty Actually, decent. Last, I think it was uh, Ronald Jones. Yeah, Jones, not James. James, yeah, it's Jones, not James. Jones. Yeah, you got Ronald Jones, and you have uh, Leonard Fournette, two pretty decent bruising uh, running backs that that really could be the uh, Chiefs' defense kryptonite because this time when you're going up against somebody like Pat Mahomes, they can easily pass the ball, play action, they can do all type of different things. So you can't stack the box like you did against the Titans, and. It was kind of exposed pretty much throughout the season that you could run the ball on the Kansas City Chiefs. And even in the Super Bowl, when they played against the 49ers, they had a chance to run um, the ball against the Chiefs, and they got away from it. I mean, they were averaging seven yards to carry against the Chiefs, and at the middle of the third quarter, they got away from it. I mean, they were they were just gashing them with the run game, and, and you know, Kyle Shanahan does what Kyle Shanahan does. So, it. They, I don't think Bruce Arians and company is not. I don't think they're gonna. Um, I don't think they're gonna make that same mistake. Uh, if it's there, they're gonna take it. If not, they're gonna they're gonna mix it up. They have an elaborate playbook. Um, uh, but with that being said, let's get back to uh, Tampa Bay. Um, like I said, they got two good running backs. They got Mike Evans. They got Rob Gronkowski. Um, Antonio Brown's probably gonna be playing, even though he's labeled as doubtful. Um, Godwin is upgraded him. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think because he was doubtful the other day, but right, today they right. said had a good. They, the day they said they, they said he had a good practice, but I didn't know right. if they updated his status. They updated the practice status, not the injury status. The practice status was full. Yeah, because he he did practice, even though he was labeled as doubtful. That's what I was right. saying. So I I don't know if they updated his injury, but um, so they have a lot of weapons as well. So with that being said, outside of like Tyron Matthew, they got a couple other people on defense that are okay but that's a lot of weapons that they have to stop as well so i don't know what your thoughts about it but how, how do you think the chiefs defense can handle the tampa Bay's offense Breland's gonna have his hands full with yeah. any matchup that's the main person um 
Matthew or Matho, however you pronounce it. Tyron Matthew. Okay, Tyron Matthew. He's going to have to do the same thing he did last year where he's going to have – and the sad part is you can do – disguise yourself with, against any other quarterback, but I don't think it's going to work with Brady. But, you know, Brady is prone to certain mistakes, lapses every once in a full moon, new moon, whatever type of moon you could figure out. Um so they're going to have to do a lot of switching up here and there. They said a lot of uh, robber uh, coverages, little switches, inverts tend to work against Brady more often than not. So I see some safeties involving themselves in the underneath coverage with corners dropping back so they can cover more ground. I think I could see that possibly working to help out in the passing while giving that front seven of Kansas city enough time to get the Brady. Yeah. My, my thing about that is if they get the Brady, this is going to be a real big problem. If they can get the Brady, this is going to be a really bad game for Tampa Bay. I don't care how yeah, well the all defense is going to do is just crumple to the ground. He's not going yeah. to try to extend the play. That's what I'm saying. He can't move. He's he's rarely, rarely mobile. Even if he is, he's not going to be mobile for. Uh, he's not going to move around in the pocket no more than maybe the over under probably like three times. And two of those three times, he's probably going to like slide somewhere or he's going to throw the ball out of. The, I mean, he's not going to try to run for yards. I just put it like that. So if they can get the Brady, it's going to be a nightmare for Tampa Bay because it's only so many times that you're going to be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs offense. I don't care how good your defense is. Even if you have a really stout defense, that team's putting up at least 20, 24 points. Well, here's the thing. Um, Tampa's offense is also going to provide some defense because if you play possession and you keep the ball out of the Kansas City offense's hands, then you you win that game. You keep uh, Mahomes off the field. You don't have to worry about uh, w- whether the defense can keep a team under 30 as Eagles Shays uh, talks about, uh, is that's the question. Do you think Tampa Bay defense can hold them from 30-plus? I think they can as long as they play the possession game. But if they try to engage in a shootout, that's not going to be the case. No, I mean, I think – I said this earlier. I think it could be a situation where both teams have maybe 40 points this, in, in this game. I can see them possibly having 40 points in this game because – Neither defense will probably be able to stop anybody. If they're constantly having to run back out on the field because one team is scoring too fast, it could it could be like the Rams. What it was, the Rams and Chiefs that one game when it was like 51 to 48 or something like that. It could be one of those games easily. But the problem is if the defense, I mean, if the offense of line of Tampa Bay cannot contain and, and protect Tom Brady, they're not going to be scoring many points. You know, and, and you know, so... Because at the end of the day, you're going to go. You're only going to have so many times to stop Patrick Mahomes. They're going to end up getting points. Like if you're going to put them on the field five times, three out of those five times, they're probably going to score some points. Uh-huh. So imagine if you give them ten possessions, maybe what seven out of ten, maybe six out of ten times they're going to score some points. That's a really big problem. So you, you're going to have to limit the, the possessions that they get. So like you said, Tampa Bay's offense could be a great defense if they had, if they played a long game and just have a long time of possession, get a score, and hopefully your defense stay rest up enough to at least contain 
the Kansas City Chiefs to a field goal, which, I mean, you're asking for a lot. Yeah, because I think in the playoffs so far, Tampa has been the team that's been on these long-ass drives. There was one in the first game against Washington where they just went from nine, they went from their own one and just marched down the field, but it was it took so long to happen. And I think they also had another one, I think, against maybe against Green Bay in the, yeah. in the C championship. And it's just like, you know, Tampa's the team that they can hold on to the ball. They have the quarterback that, that will play it safe when he when he needs to, but he can be smart about it. So no, I'm going to throw another wrench into that. You say he plays it safe. He threw three picks against Tampa Bay. I said at times. That's what I'm saying, but I'm just throwing a yeah. wrench in it. Now, the fact that he has thrown interceptions against Tampa Bay, that I don't think he'll do that again, but I don't think he can afford one. You can't well, give, like I said, you can't give Kansas City extra possessions. Well, remember the one interception he threw, he – it looked like he was trying to get rid of it. It wasn't something he wasn't trying to make it a 50-50 ball, but he was under pressure when he threw that ball. Um, yeah, that's I know, true. I, I know I stated earlier, he's the type that if you get pressure on him, he crumples up. Well, he also tries to get rid of the ball too, which is uncharacteristic compared to a younger Brady. Because a younger Brady, for some, and it's funny, is this is working backwards. An older Brady is trying to get rid of the ball even if he doesn't, throw it away versus a younger Brady is just gonna take the either take the sack or 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 throw it towards the line of scrimmage near a tight end or something like that. Hopefully there's a running back checking out. Right. Yeah. That's be interesting. Oh, uh, I'm gonna put this on the screen real quick. I'm gonna let you guys know. Um y'all um let us know because i got that in the title as well what kind of foods are y'all eating for the super bowl what kind of setup y'all plan on having for the super bowl um uh are y'all eating anything uh y'all not gonna eat nothing you're gonna drink bread and uh, eat and drink bread and water are you broken can't have no money so wow. tell me tell us tell, tell us what you guys are gonna eat so it's gonna be pretty interesting let us know also if y'all got any other questions or other um comments y'all want to make about the super bowl let us know we'll add it to the conversation g robs shout out to g rob good to see him back man you need to put a picture on your uh twitter um, i mean on your twitch right, he says, that looks questionable yeah i know right is a KC not having he said casey not having their two guys is huge yeah we just talked about that you're exactly right i mean mm -hmm. we talk about that front four that uh that the bucks have that front seven in general you're going to have a situation where it could be like this, this could be a situation where it could be like um, the the Giants when the Giants played um, the the, the, uh, the Patriots when um, Tom Brady just had tons of problems with that front four. It could be a situation like that, but it could be like that for Pat Mahomes. The thing about Pat Mahomes though, he is a little bit mobile, so it kind of uh, it could be kind of iffy with that because he can move around. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I feel um, like I feel like to neutralize his, his mobility, that's where you have uh, David just spying him. That's the guy in the middle. That's the linchpin for that man zone coverage that uh, Todd Bowles likes to employ. Um, and plus, from the front four, I would probably stunt Kansas City to death and send a, a like a a third like a fourth guy a fifth guy. This is the only problem. This is the only problem I have about that. When you try to have him spy Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey's going to get open. He's going to get open. 
That that's the I mean, and and that's one of the main issues about this game. Like the only way the only way I feel that you can really contain Kansas City, you have to just get to Mahomes fast. You can't have him in a situation where he can stand in the pocket and you just have somebody spy him because he could bait you. You know, he'll bait you in, and then he could probably throw right over your head. Because, I mean, I ain't talking about Travis Kelsey. You can talk about Claude Allaire, Miko Hartman. Um, we already know about Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. You see, they got a lot of weapons that could just sit in areas where the defense used to be. So it's I, – I don't get me wrong. I don't think you're wrong because uh, you you don't want to see Pat Mahomes uh, get off like and run. The, and, and like that because that's another dynamic once he gets that going you have to respect it but i feel like in a sense i'd rather see pat mahomes run instead of him baiting me and trying to uh bait my uh spy and somebody get open for a bigger game with the passing game so it, it's kind of it's going to be really tough to, to get it's going to be really tough to play that style of defense if you're going to spy. I, I just think that you just play coverage and hopefully your front four can um, do something to get to him. Now, one thing one thing that I'm still wondering about, because we talked about this for the AFC Championship, was Mahomes. He, right now, he's not listed having any injuries, but I remember Bills talked about the fact that he had turf toe. He still has it. They, I don't know and, why they. Don't, and, you don't get you don't get over turf toe that fast. So right. he, I, he still has and, it. And for him, it would seem like it, it, it would go into what you just said about I would rather have him running because even moving around, you could tell he's he's feeling it. I, I, I'm wondering why they don't list. I'm like, there's strategic reasons why you don't list certain injuries, especially if your player's a full go, but. Everyone's looking at him like he's not at full speed, and it's and you can tell he limps a little bit. I'm like when I, when you watch players on the field, like that's why I was able to like when I, when I'm watching a body language of certain players, I I sort of can tell if there's like an injury they're trying to compensate for, or whether they've mentally checked out. I said this to Pooh on Twitter about Deshaun Jackson. He just moves like he's checked out, and sure enough, <laughs> that's what was going on. So, yeah, I would be leery of that if I were Casey. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know. Now I'm gonna look at another. Uh, oh hush, hold on, I'm trying to get this. Oh yeah, that was okay. another thing. Uh, SD brought up a good point about the team. The Kansas City yeah. team barber had yeah. to be pulled mid haircut. One of the yeah, I was just. Yeah, I was just about to I was just about to talk about that. They said two of the Chiefs players was clipped by the Barber's positive COVID nineteen test. So two of the Chiefs were. Um, let's see. They said um Demarcus Robinson and Daniel Kilgore landed them on the COVID nineteen reserve six days before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They said Robinson and Kilgore, uh they haven't test positive, but all parties were masked during the encounters. Okay. So they said if Robinson and Kilgore continue to test negative, both will be eligible to return. So it, it's basically it's on two players, Demarcus Robinson and, and uh, Daniel Kilgore. He's the center. That's one thing they don't need to lose is another person on offensive alignment. Well, and potentially it could have been like like he said, it could have been twenty because they were all scheduled to get haircuts yeah. at Harbor. So yeah, they said it could have been twenty, but as of right now, they're just saying it's two that's on precaution. Everybody else is okay for right now. <laughs> But then it's like you have even with those players who are testing negative, 
then there's close contact. Yeah, I, 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 know, really, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm just telling yeah. you what, what, what I mean, what's going on now. It's just those two players. Oh, no, and, no, uh, no. I follow you. I, I, I've been watching it, too. I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm not arguing against what you're saying. I'm just looking at even further on down the road. Right. That, you know, what if one of those 20 players for, due to whatever close contact or whether or what if one of those tests from the two players that have been identified comes up? You know what? That's a, no, no, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now we're saying sources say that the barber tested negative for five consecutive days before he was allowed to enter the Chiefs facility, including this past Saturday. The test came back negative on Sunday. The barber took additional rapid tests as a precaution oh, on no, Sunday. The rapid tests. Don't I don't. I don't trust. Yeah, everybody. But, but this. But this is my tests. thing. This is my thing. I don't even know what the hell is going on with the barber now because he's been positive on one day. Mm-hmm. You see, and then he's come back negative a couple of days, uh, five days later. I, I I'm over it. I'm over this. I'm over this shit because it, it, it's hard to. I'm serious because it's not that I don't care that you know the virus because I know it's serious, but it's so much. You're positive. You're negative. Look at Des Bryant. Look what happened to Des Bryant earlier this year. Well, he was positive one day and was negative 24 problem. hours later. It's the like problem, the problem is the rapid test. They're not reliable. I'm gonna be honest. This even, this even goes beyond even sports. Even regular jobs mandate somebody get a rapid test because of the whole like slave mentality we need to get workers on the job as soon as possible it doesn't give people time but not only but not, done. but not only that some people are getting positive and feel just fine with nothing wrong with them yeah, i mean it's this is what makes this is what makes me pissed off about this whole virus thing because when you're sick you know you're sick you can look at people and tell they're sick you know when they have yeah. these type of symptoms this asymptomatic stuff is really bugging me to the point where I'm like, you know what? F it. Because I'm tired of the people that look fine. There's nothing wrong with them, but they're positive and it disrupts everything. It's like, oh. I, 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 I'm, I'm, that's the part I'm sick of. I'm not right. saying that it's right. I'm not saying right. that it's wrong. But when you deal with stuff like that, it's like it, it just disrupts stuff. And in some cases, it seems like for no reason because well, some people are just fine. Well, the problem is, is that they're using two different types of tests. I'm not. I'm not even talking about the tests. I'm just no, talking no, about no, people no, in no, general. No, but, but but here's the thing: is I'm like you can't really do nothing about the people. They're either gonna catch it or they're not. It's the testing that's really causing the disturbance because the rapid tests are not as accurate as an actual quality laden test. And when you have these rapid tests, that's what a lot of these sports uh, leagues are using. They're using the rapid tests to get. Qu- players quickly on or off the field which those rapid tests are not so reliable that you the the ones that you know the, the tests i've i've been tested twice and they haven't been rapid tests those seem more reliable because it gives the test time to play out because what initially could be negative they may have missed something and as they continue to test oh okay well we spotted something that we didn't see in the first 24 hours of getting this test so it's I, I get it, but I I, I get it, but I'm right, I, I I get it, but uh, I'm I'm about to get into the next part of the Super Bowl. But honestly, mm-hmm. I'm to the point now. I'm treating this shit like any other sickness. If you're sick, don't come to work. If you have symptoms, 
keep your ass home because all this asymptomatic stuff is throwing people way off. This barber probably didn't have no symptoms, but it just came back positive and it threw all the shit off. You see what I'm saying? That's the type of stuff. I, that, that's what bothers me. Because And then on top of that, people that he cut their hair, they came back negative. It's like, if, if you're sick, go home. If, you, if you're showing signs that you're sick, because you know if you have a fever, you know if you, you, know if you can't breathe, you know if you're coughing un uncontrollably, take your ass home. If you're asymptomatic, and that that's, I, no, be honest with you, I'm not even going to lie, I think the asymptomatic shit is a joke, but that, that's a different story for another day. Um, setup. When I talk about setups, uh, DJ, what? How are you watching the um, the Super Bowl? Like on your monitor, your TV? Are you gonna be on a couch? Uh, how how you got your setup? All right. Well, obviously I'm gonna be watching up here in the room, so you see my monk jersey back there. Um, I'm gonna be pretty much just watching on the TV. I, I'm not with the just watching it on the monitor on the computer monitor. Even though I have an extra setup. I now with that extra setup though, what that provides me with an option to look at a stats leading version of like a, like a game cast to go along because I'll watch the game just straight on the TV. Um, I don't have a couch up here; it's just my bed behind me. Y'all can't see it, maybe a portion of it, but um, I'll probably be checking out. I have my uh, Sonos speaker set up where I can get surround sound throughout the whole room, so. That will be in full gear. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I don't know what type of lighting I'm gonna have. I may go full RGB, have all the lights going, just to create a mood. I I don't know. It, as far as that's concerned, <laughs> I may just have regular lighting, but um, primarily just you know simple stuff. I'm gonna just be sitting in front of the TV here on the edge of my bed and. Just checking out the game. I don't know what I'm planning to eat, though. I haven't decided that. All right. For me, I got the TV up here, mounted up here. Like, I've been said I was going to do a long time. I finally got it up here. And uh, I got a little couch right here behind me. And um, I may sit right here and be on my computer at the same time. I may have, I might do something special for the Super Bowl for uh, people that are in the Discord. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that uh, later on this weekend. But um, I'll probably be sitting here. I got the TV mounted. Because my son, he is, I mean, he he he's the man. He likes to hit on the TV. He likes to do all the stuff, especially when I'm playing sports or whatever. So, um, or watching sports. So, I'm definitely you're gonna be happy at that. But it's football in here, and probably try to throw the football at the TV. But that's the setup I'm having. I'm gonna have my food and everything right there. We're gonna talk about food in a second. And um, basically, that's how it's going to be. Anybody else in the chat that wants to talk about what kind of um, setup you guys are going to have, put it in the comment section. We'll post it on the screen while um, we continue to talk about it. What kind of food do you plan on eating, DJ? I just said I haven't decided yet. I oh, I'm just rambling. <laughs> I, think I don't remember. Yeah, you rambled and listening turns completely off. Um, for me, I, I'm probably going to... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I... I, I'm like it. Part if I do, I probably just order from Grubhub. They they may whatever restaurant I may get Jersey Mike's and get like because I've been getting their subs as of late and I I know this is like free advertising for them and I don't know if they've been involved in any controversy in the last year or so but I don't care about that because their subs taste good to grit and I may order from them for the Super Bowl. That may be it. So, Jersey Mike, you you, you have a satisfied customer right now. So 
Well, I, I am happy that um, um, I won't be having to work on that Monday, so I'll be good to go uh, for this, of, uh, the Super Bowl. I don't have to go directly to bed. And uh, I'll be up watching the Super Bowl, and uh, for the most part, I'll probably just have some chicken wing and fries, something like that. Maybe some pizza. It's totally up to my wife and them what they want to do. But it's, it's probably going to mostly just be uh, wings and fries for me. Um, probably drinking some coconut water because I've been in love with this coconut water. It's coconut water. I love this stuff. This stuff is great. And I'll probably just be falling back and just uh, watching the game. Uh, so that that's basically what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I don't know. I, like, I know some people be wanting to eat like all kind of extravagant things for the Super Bowl. And I don't understand why. I mean, I think, you know, wings chips dip uh maybe some uh chili you know some basic stuff is like you know it really cool just to have some um you know it's just pretty cool just to have around during a football game but you have the situation where people want to get extravagant g-rob i mean he's he, he he's a grill master he loves to uh barbecue so he's gonna be smoking some ribs so yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool in the, in the discord that's right it'd be in the discord what he be doing man it'd be crazy in area too i need to stop by <laughs> <laughs> right 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 it's crazy you know but i don't know i mean you know that might be a good idea myself because for my job matter of fact um uh, for my uh five-year anniversary working for um my job i got a um they they um, gave me a small little smoker is about this big. It's you know pretty small smoker. It's pretty cool. I may use that. I might have to. I might have to do that. I might have to do that. That might be a good idea. Come to think about it. Um, I don't know anybody else. What you guys got as far as that? Uh, nothing. Nobody's not eating anything. Everybody's gonna be starving during the, during the Super Bowl. Starving. I don't know. We like, have some more. Right. <laughs> Begging hand the hands, they be begging so much the hand look like cups. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope anybody remembers their comedian that said that. <laughs> yeah, oh, preliminary sports. Uh, he said he's gonna be eating nachos. Okay, that's what's up. Nothing wrong with that. Nachos is always good. All right, and, what type of dip though? Can yeah, are you gonna make your yeah you gonna make your own dip or what? You know. Right, I, I guess you know what. Oh, go ahead. I was about to say, if I if I was doing nachos, I'd definitely get some salsa dip. Uh, mild, because I don't like the hot shit, so. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I forgot. You you don't like, um you don't eat too many spice, spices. Nah, stuff. it messes with my stomach. Man, I, so, I love I love spicy food. Oh, my Lord. So I don't know what cheese, it is. He's doing cheese dip. Yeah, um, you're doing cheese dip. You know, uh, Dave Ten Dave, uh, I, we so used to call him uh, Dave Ten Eagle. Oh, yeah. uh, Eagle Shay says he's gonna be eating wings and nachos, so that's what's up. He's gonna be eating. Better drink a lot of water to even out that sodium count. God damn! <laughs> Just saying, I'm a personal trainer. <laughs> right? Yeah, because it's a lot. Um, it's still early, and we pretty much covered the Super Bowl. If anybody got anything else they want to talk about the Super Bowl, um, have oh, at it. Commercials. Potential commercials. Yeah, that's a good one because I was gonna go into the off season, but yeah, go ahead. Um, what about um, uh, what uh commercials you're looking forward to? Because I heard that um, uh, what you call it? What's that company? Robinhood. Robin yeah, yeah, they're gonna, gonna make be a hilarious. Yeah, they they're gonna make a commercial about the GameStop situation, so that's gonna be interesting. Man, um, that's, that's, okay, go ahead. 
King David said, I'm not doing anything special. I might not even be watching the Super Bowl. I'm not interested in this one. Probably be ha- playing Hades or something. Man, you pushing that game pretty hard. Hey, Hades is a good game. I've been playing it on stream. I highly recommend people buy that game. Go ahead and get it. Um, it it's it's a really fun game. I enjoy it. But man, you gotta watch the you gotta watch the Super Bowl, man. Don't do that. Um wanna watch the Super Bowl. I, there was one year I was thinking I wasn't gonna watch the Super Bowl because I'm like it people were hyping it up and it's just like uh, really Dave Tin says the commercial's been bad for the past couple of years. They've been yeah, all right. Been down. Yeah, they've been all right. They had you're right, they went down, but they they have been all right. Um we're gonna get into the off season since you know we're still early and we kind of ran through that one topic. It's not much else. Show. Okay, we got the halftime show. I, I don't watch the halftime show. I haven't watched. Last time I watched the halftime show, and I was surprised that I watched it because Missy Elliott came out that one year. I'm a big Missy Elliott fan, mm-hmm. and I didn't know she was gonna be a part of the halftime show. So um, it's uh that that was the only time I really watched. I haven't watched it in a long time since then, though. Mm-hmm. You know. And then uh, who's okay. commenting on the on the game? Like who's who are the uh commentators? Okay. I don't know who's I don't know. That's a good question because I don't know. What, what? Yeah, we can check that out real quick because it'll be one of those things where it, the one thing that does make a Super Bowl is you have some commentators that one are knowledgeable and two can provide entertainment. Right, right. Um Yeah, see Mr. Ham even says it. Yeah, you, know, you watch that? <laughs> I do watch. I'm like, geez, I don't know when it's interesting. I, look, I'm even though I don't sing or do any of that, I can. I am very sensitive to sounds and tones, and, and if it for one second doesn't seem right, I, I just tune away. That's that's just me. Like if you get like J Lo at halftime, I'm definitely tuning out. So. <laughs> No, no I, I, it's, it's just not my thing. It's just I, no. I, I, he did I, not get Rookie of the Year award. It was a fan vote thing, so it wasn't official NFL. Uh, I think you should. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think you should get it. To be honest with you, I don't think he should. You know, I, I, I'm be honest. I, I think he should, but that's, you know. that's a slant to a quarterback. I, I would, I would look at two defensive players as probably Rookie of the Year. No, that's fair. One of them being Chase Young. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Chase Young. That's a that's a fair that's a fair pick, but I I, I just think that I think it's a more of a surprise of, for Justin Herbert. That's why nobody saw that coming. My, you know, people thought yeah, you know Chase. Young, you know, yeah, because I, I think with Chase, I think I think with Chase Young, it was more like he was really the second. You know, he was the, he was the he was the next thing smoking, the the next big thing coming out of college because the way he played, you know, that was almost like a no brainer when you really look at it. But I think Justin Herbert surprised a lot of people. I didn't know he was gonna be you know that good. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> King David says James Robinson deserved it. I you know what he won't get it because the team was that bad of a, a a team, but he played very well and he wasn't even drafted. He was an undrafted rookie, and I think he had what over. How many yards? You would know better more than I did. I think he had like fourteen hundred yards rushing, is it? Or something like that. I can't remember. Um, it's on yeah, CBS. He said Jim Nance and Romo. Okay. Okay. That's, cool. That's, cool. Well, oh, that's all right. I don't know about the Jim Nance side, but Romo, yeah, we got something going here. Right. Right. And also the higher paid of the two, which is crazy, because Jim Nance is threatening to leave because he he's not getting that Tony Romo money. Oh, he'll be all right. 
Yeah, no, he's not. He doesn't feel all right. <laughs> like, yeah, damn, be all right. I can't make that five. I can't make that millions and millions of dollars that my color commentary host is getting. Come on. Mr. Harris said Michael Jackson had the best Super Bowl halftime yep. show ever. That Prince was a really a good, good one too. Prince had a good one as he well. I, Michael Jackson did his in the rain. Did Prince? Prince also did his in the rain. Yeah, so, I think I so. Think it was Prince had his in the rain. He. Yeah. yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I can't remember fully, but I think it was in the rain. Uh, but no, I I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of. The, I it's not that I, I'm not a big fan of the halftime show. It's just that I haven't watched the halftime show in so long because to me it just wasn't interesting. So I just skip it. I'll probably go. I mean, the halftime show usually like what 30, 35 minutes. That gives me time to play a video game real quick and come right back. So I well, just. Well, oh, the way they do the Super Bowl, they usually run it for like a, a extra 10 minutes, or like 40, 45. Right. It's something like that. That's what I'm saying. So I usually just play a video game and then come on back and watch the rest of the game. Yeah, I would um, think due to COVID, they would just shorten it to like 15, 20. That would be they buy, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they just have a full halftime show and just not have it at the stadium and just have it somewhere else just because. There will be fans at the stadium. There's, I think, what, 20,000 people? Yeah, I think they said there's gonna be 22 or 25,000. Well, it is being held in Florida. Like, yeah, it's yeah. going to a different uh, country, right? Because they like they don't like they don't have like no restrictions on COVID yeah, at they, all in Florida. They completely opened up in July, and just like y'all can get sick all y'all want. That's basically what Florida did to y'all. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the crowd gets. I mean, that's one thing we could talk about. Will you think the crowd will be impacting the Super Bowl? Because what? Uh, let me find out. Let me look. Kansas, that's 20- I know Kansas City won't be affected. Won't be as affected as Tampa Bay, even though that's Tampa Bay's home crowd with some. With- let me see how much. I mean, how many? I'm trying to find out how many seats it fill. Uh, sixty-five thousand seats. So it's gonna be what about a third? Yeah, little. It'd be about a, about a third of the, of the stadium. Hmm. I wonder if the crowd really really would affect what's going on. I'm not really sure. And yes, I agree with the NFL not letting the Bucks fire Cannonball because it's supposed to be a neutral site place. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree and with that either. Kansas City is technically the home team. Right. Even though it's being played in Tampa, it's a neutral site thing. So you have right, to treat right. it as such. That would be like, okay, well, we'll paint both the end zones, Tampa Bay. No, there's Kansas City on one side, Tampa on the other. This, that's that's the way it works. Wait a minute. King Davis said this guy had 1,000 yards rushing, 400 yards receiving as an undrafted, uh, undrafted free agent rookie. He won't if if the Jaguars went eight and eight, he would have been up for consideration. With right. those type of numbers, and they went eight and eight, he would have been up for consideration. But the fact that they, I don't even know, I think they, I mean, they had a poor record. They ended up getting the first pick in overall draft. So mm-hmm. you know, they, they, that's probably why he won't get recognition because that right there, some veterans don't even have those type of numbers in the league right now. Um, uh, SD, yes, it's a neutral site. It is a it's a it's a it's a quote unquote it, yeah, it's a quote unquote neutral right. site. Like if right. Tampa Bay was not in the Super Bowl, it would have been a neutral site. It, it's set up to be supposed to be a a neutral site, but Tampa yes, Bay just happened to, to make it, it there. Right, you just yeah. have to treat it as a neutral site game. So anything that benefits the home team that they've had during a regular season, you're not going to use. Right. Doing the regular doing the Super Bowl. Right, so. right. 
Um, King David said, I remember when we cut for net and people saying we didn't have a running back. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all kind of didn't. When y'all cut for net, y'all didn't have anybody. This dude came out of nowhere. I mean, he was an undrafted rookie. So it's, um, under you Jay know. Gruden's system, bitch has Jay Gruden. Um, under his system, you had Chris Thompson, but he got hurt again. Uh, and that's how that, running back. He's like a third down back. So, and you know what? Let's talk about Leonard Fournette. And um, you know he's gonna be a free agent this year. He might try his damnness to go off in this Super Bowl just to get paid. What do you think? That's not. He's gonna stay within himself. I don't think he's gonna. I, I'm like just if he stays within himself, I think he can get more done than him attempting to do more. Of course, the players are already motivated because it is a Super Bowl. But I know thinking beyond the Super Bowl and This is a this is another this is another person. Shaquille Barrett. He is a free agent. You don't think he might try to cause they franchise tagged him last year. What do you think he may try to do this Super Bowl against that Chiefs offensive line? He may try to go off not only just to win the Super Bowl, but he probably gonna end up getting paid because they can't pay. I don't think the Chiefs. I don't mean. I don't think the Tampa Bay be able to pay him that kind of money again. I mean, that's another fact that I haven't even thought about. He would be a nice addition to Washington's front seven. It's him. another thing about Fournette. He would be nice as well, trying to um, you know, trying to get a payday with another team. Because I mean, he he he's um, he's a free agent as well. I tell you what, because we've seen this before. Kendall Fuller, uh, when he was with Kansas City last year, got a payday from Washington. We brought him back because he had him no. and Breland. We was about to snatch no. both of them no. from Kansas City. We would have no. had them both back in Washington, but they went off in, in no. that game, and you know that I, no. causes a payday to happen. So I, I could see that happening, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think their motivation is extending beyond just that Super Bowl. Even though, man, look, can, my, look, my, look, money. I, I look at it like this: money talks, bro. And and if you know you could probably get paid from other teams looking at you doing very well, well I would not be surprised. Well, the stage is set. Everyone's gonna be looking at them. So you know, you already are motivated to be playing in the Super Bowl. That originally, before the season even started, before you even signed Tom Brady, They're talking about uh, Tampa Bay, that they didn't think they would want to even going to be in because what was their record the previous season five and eleven yeah it was something like that five and eleven yeah. six and ten or something like that so speaking yeah. of tom brady do you think that tom brady picked the going to the super bowl i'm going to the tampa bay because of the fact that he hosts the super bowl do you think that's one of was one of the deciding factors in him going to tampa bay no all retirees tend to travel to florida so you know he's looking at the tail end of his uh career like oh i can continue playing but you know, I don't have to move far once I retire. I can just settle right here. I'm like, who wants to settle in New England of all places when you retire? So, well, I, I mean, in Florida, natural what, retirement state. What uh, Tom Brady's? What Tom Brady's a California boy, isn't it? Doesn't matter. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I, I'm just asking. He, he he's a warm weather person. So, at, at, you, you get older, your bones have become a little bit more brittle. He's a he's a freak of nature, but at the same time, long term, you settle in a warmer climate. So, Florida, even if he goes back to California, like remember, he spent pretty much his career in Michigan, 
New England, yeah, it's time to be back in the warm weather. So, yeah, I can understand that, but um, I think that I think that may have. I mean, if you really think about it, you may be right, but I think that has something to do with it. I oh. think I think I think I think him playing for Tampa Bay. And them possibly hosting the Super Bowl would just add on to the legacy of, the, of Tom Brady. I, that, I think that may have something to do with it because, to be honest with you, even with Jameis Winston, I mean, the team wasn't that bad. It's just that Jameis Winston just needed his eyesight back. I mean, he threw for 30 and 30 with bad eyesight. If he, his eyesight was better, it probably would have been 40 and 15. You know, it, it, you just don't know. So it's... It, it, I, I don't think I, I think it was just a situation where um, that could that could have been a part of it, and you know you already had a good bit of weapons. They basically was somewhat of a quarterback away because Jameis didn't have LASIK surgery, but um, nevertheless, it's I mean I think that had that may have a little bit to do with it. I ain't gonna say a lot, but a little bit to do with it. Well, King King David, uh, when athletes play. In the NFL, for as long as they do, their bodies age at an accelerated rate. So he technically, due to the punishment he suffered, which has been mild, I would say he's approaching 60 if you're looking at that. But, yeah, he's 42. So Yeah, but his body is like, I don't know his body like that, but he, he, he seems like that he's, he's taking a very slow path to aging. It's like, it's like it's taking forever for him to look like he's in his 40s. I mean, he has his moments where uh, it looks like he's, you know, of age, but like 80, maybe 85% of the time, he look, he's still like he's in his 30s. He's like he's doing a really good job. Brady, I think Brady is 43. Let me look. I think he's right. I keep saying 42, but he may be right. Let me look. Yeah. But when you, and you know. Yeah, he's 43. It, he's 43. And, it, and the thing is, it's worse when you go to other positions. Quarterbacks age, tend to age slower. Like when you talk about the physical physical demands of the game, like linemen age quickly, running backs age quickly, wide receivers don't age as much. Well, the thing, the thing about that is like most of those other guys that are on the field, they're moving a lot. And no matter well, that's how what much. I'm saying. Yeah, it's like no. you move a lot and you take more hits. So right, that's why like, I went to them and saying that yeah, the linemen are probably going to age the fastest in the right. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Like the more active you are, the older you get, naturally your body just like start to just wear down a little bit because your body's done so much as far as activity. When you're not doing much, and if you're not doing that much, you're doing just enough to stay in shape and you eat well. Your body tends to live. Uh, it, t- it tends to preserve itself longer instead of just constantly putting force on your body. So, and, you know, that that's one of the reasons. Like, you see, like, a uh, Tom Brady, even these other quarterbacks who don't have concussion problems or whatever the case may be, they still look pretty good even well after they retire. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's something, like, really cool to see. Um, like, you look at Steve Young, he's older, but, I mean, he doesn't look like he's, like, walking around with a cane. Or you look Whoa. at Joe Montana, Montana's another one. He doesn't look like he's ready to fall out. Um, I think even um, who's the one that recently retired not too long ago? Uh, oh goodness, he's still on team. About, Romo. I was just talking about Romo. Romo's yeah. another one. You know, it's, it, he doesn't look like he's aging. It's like the ones that don't take in 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 and for for context, Romo has has taken a lot of uh, shots, a lot of hits. Um, Steve Young did too, but it's like. They tend to clean themselves up before they retire, so it was a well, really good thing. I don't know about the Steve Young because I'm like, even though he 
visually like looks okay. Mm-hmm. He that last hit he took from Aeneas Williams, that I mean you can there's some certain things you can hear in his speech, you can some things you can hear in his short term memory. Sometimes it seems like it goes. You can tell he's he's definitely messed up from that last hit he took. And mm-hmm. that was dec a dec which decades ago when he took that shot. Yeah, I mean last time he played was like late nineties. I don't think he played in the two. I don't think he played in the two thousands. I'm not sure. I could yeah, be wrong. Because I'm trying to figure out if it was at the beginning of the season when Aeneas took him out. Because mm-hmm. Aeneas came off the corner and just killed him. Right, right. Um, Mr. Adams said Brady's taking care of his body, and he had a pretty good line for the majority of his career. King David said that's mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make. Brady doesn't seem old even with the long career. He doesn't. I mean, because, I mean, he does a good job at taking care of himself. That's why I was like, when you look at him and then you look at Drew Brees, they're fairly the same age, and you can see where the difference is. Drew Brees, I'm not saying he didn't take care of his body, but he didn't do what Drew, he didn't do what Tom Brady did. Also, you know, Drew Brees had, like, a, a series of injuries as well. Phillip Rivers, he looked like he could still play. It's just his arm is just giving out on him. And that's oh. one thing I was talking, we were talking about earlier about quarterbacks and their, their throwing arm. After a while, it, it just goes away. Yeah, because Tom Brady had that one major injury. That's when they made that rule about low hits. But yeah, towards but, ACL, yeah. But when he first started out, he was taking a lot of hard shots. So, you know, that is probably – as his career progressed, he took less punishment. But that first – because remember, you're talking about the old NFL when he started versus right. the new NFL – if he was still playing under the conditions of the old NFL, yeah, he probably would have retired by now because he would have been tired of taking all those hits, and his body would have definitely aged. To be right. honest, let, right? All right. Let, since we we continue to talk about the Super Bowl, if you guys have any other um any other avenues y'all want to talk about as far as the Super Bowl go, anything that you thought we've missed, put it in the chat. We're gonna jump into a little bit of the off season. We're definitely gonna get to the off season next week because obviously it will be the off season. But we're going to talk about a little bit of the offseason, about uh, a couple of moves that has happened, what should happen, or whatever the case may be. Uh, DJ, when we're talking about the offseason, one of the first things that comes to mind is quarterbacks being moved around. Matthew Stafford's been moved around. Jared Goff is with the Lions. Deshaun Watson is still sitting in in, uh, Houston trying to get out of there. There's tons of teams already said they're looking into trying to get Deshaun Watson also, there's been rumors of teams are trying to go after Carson Wentz. Uh, what what do you make of like at least those situations as far as um, the, well, I think we talked about the Rams already, but what do you want to talk about more? Because we haven't talked about the Lions too much. And what about uh, Deshaun Watson and possibly uh, Carson Wentz? Okay, because we did discuss also Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, we did briefly. It. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, no, no. Uh, let's see. No, we, we talked about it in, in detail. Because remember, Scott OG came on. and that's Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so on and so on. But I'm like, it is a situation where he is unhappy. He's very much unhappy. Um, now that I had time to think about what Scott OG said, and they're and they're actually talking about whether now they're talking about the fact that you know what leverage does he have and it's funny that that no trade clause in his contract is something that 
you would think he has leverage on because he can pick the team if but at the same time Houston still has him under contract so it's just like okay Houston has the leverage as far as when they can trade him he has the leverage versus accepting based on the team or picking the team so it's kind of like obviously the organization has more leverage because they can choose whether or not to trade them um here's one that no one's really talking about that has popped up on my radar a little bit and i kind of and this is coming from our own fan base some people in our fan base will welcome kirk cousins back and i'm hearing his name being linked to the 49ers again as far as a trade between san francisco and minnesota because minnesota is looking at i'm like i will admit kirk cousins had the best year of his career this past season, he threw for 35 touchdown passes. My whole thing about Kirk Cousins while he was with Washington in, in the first I think year or two with Minnesota was can he get over that 30-plus touchdown uh, ceiling that he had been under? And he, fought, and he really did it this year by five touchdowns. So he did 35 touchdowns, kept the interceptions low. And Minnesota may be looking to say, hey, even though you're giving us these stats, we're not in the playoffs. We were in the NFC Championship with a lesser-known quarterback in Case Keenum. Ever since we've had you, we have not had a big-time title game to play in. Maybe you, one playoff victory. He finally got his first playoff victory. They be they may be looking to deal him because remember he has a he signed an extension that pretty much has is on his guaranteed contract. So he's going to get paid no matter what. So right. maybe looking to deal him off to San Francisco. Uh, some fans here, uh, probably part of the clan or whatever, want to, you know, have him come back to Washington. First of all, he doesn't belong in Washington. He left us for a particular reason. I don't want him back. He can go to San Francisco. Um, the Carson Wentz thing, uh, that's awkward <laughs> as far as Carson Wentz is concerned because it adds confusion to the whole thing. You just got a coach that, even though he was kind of rambling through his press conference, kind of sounded like Trump as far as how simple his terms were, I get what he was trying to establish um, as far as his team. But that coach was basically hired to keep Carson Wentz. Now, I get the. I also get the whole uh, notion of keeping your options open, but Philly's got to make up their mind. And Philadelphia is not a city that's known for straddling the fence here. So I, they they're gonna have to make a decision on Wentz whether they want to get rid of him or they want to keep him. And Hertz will just have to wait his turn. New York Post says that he um, Carson Wentz wants to leave as uh, trade interest grows. That's what New York Post posted today. Um, fan, fan Nation, I don't know if this is a credible website, but it says Fan Nation says that, um, let me see, hold on one second. It says, um, it said the Eagles started their exit plan with Carson's Wentz. Eagles are open for business when it comes to their former franchise QB. I don't. I would trust that because you already the, the, the for the fan that site to say X franchise they haven't outwardly made him an X 
franchise quarterback. He still pretty much is their franchise quarterback. They, like I, like I just mentioned, I feel like this team is straddling the fence with what, where they want to go. Do they want to continue with Carson Wentz or do they want to just cut ties with them and just go all in on, yeah, we're going to we're gonna put them on the block and whoever wants them, we want, you know, such and such draft picks and, and so on. So until they do that, he is still their franchise quarterback and that coach was hired to keep them, keep it that way. Right. Hey. There, it's just... Sorry, do you want to be up or down? I do want I do want to highlight real quick. I, let's see. Uh G Rob uh in the chat. Yeah, I I heard that that popped yeah. up a little bit. They said they were talking about him. He probably think about coming back. Uh it'd be great if his body is um ready to go. There's nothing wrong with that. My question because with that would be uh is he under still on the contract? Oh yeah, yeah, you retired retire after he has signed an extension. Yeah, he 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 He's, he's still like Colts still have his rights. Mm. So, yeah, the Colts will still have his rights. <laughs> Complimentary Sports says Jared Goff is retiring. Where do you hear that from? <laughs> That'll be interesting. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's joking on that one. I don't, I don't think that's true. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Rams deal, first and third for Stafford. Add another for first taking Goff's contract. Make take 75 picks to get Watson. If it gets too high, um, I don't think nobody's going to take pull the deal on Watson. Watson's good, but I don't think it's going to be any good that's higher, too much higher than they got for Stafford. That, no, that, I mean, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, I don't think I don't see a team pulling off like because they got two first rounders for Stafford. I don't think nobody's gonna pull three for for that. Uh, for uh, I mean, unless they're super desperate, I don't see a team doing it. In my opinion, because they, I think the Texans, I think the Texans already put it out there. They want some. They want young defensive starters included in that, and you know, people in our fan base are throwing out random names. Shit, hell, they threw out Chase Young's name as part of the trade, and I was like, y'all on crack. I, I mean, I, I can I can see players. I just well, don't see it picks. Definitely, it's going to be some players because it'll be a combination of players and picks. For yeah, us. yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that. I, I just, I just don't see like a, a Herschel Walker type deal for Deshaun. Deshaun Watson is good, but I'm not, I'm not seeing something like that. I mean, the the only reason why it sounds like that because the the stakes have been been upped because of the Stafford trade. I can see it to a situation where it may scare teams off that may not want to give up that much for him. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I I, I don't see nobody giving up like three first rounders and a couple of defensive players. I, I don't see that. I'll be so I'll be highly surprised if that that that'd be the case. Well, I tell you what, I do like the approach that Washington just put out there. They're like, we're not we're, we we're open to look, but we're not going to rush and we're not going to bet the farm to get a franchise quarterback. And and th- th- I like that. They, it looks like they, we may be sticking with who we have, just get Taylor Heineke on the contract. And I don't know if, we, if uh, what's his name, is going to be. Not Alex Smith. Alex Smith, still he's still on the fence. We'll see what happens there. But I'm glad that they're, they're looking to just be patient in this process. Dave, Dave Tin Eagle is an Eagles fan, and he says that I think Carson Wentz is tired of the organization backhanding him by putting a statue of a backup, then drafting Hurts. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I, I can understand he, that. 
I think he's tired of it, but like I said, that organization is just is when they won this when you guys won the Super Bowl, you guys were in uncharted waters as far as how it was won, even though we've seen a backup win a Super Bowl before, um and kind of like surplant the starter. I'm gonna go way back when Jeff Hostetler surplanted Phil Sims. Right. How awkward that situation was. This situation with the Eagles is very awkward. I didn't think they would post a statue of even though they originally drafted Foles, but still. Um, you don't you don't do that for a player that is just better when he comes in off the bench than as an actual starter. So. SD says via your Raiders showing interest in what look that's that's not technically not my team. I like playing with them on video games, mm-hmm. but I mean it's, it's uh, he's not the first person that said that. Like, are you a Raiders fan? I'm not. I'm not a Raiders fan, but I do like because I play with them on Madden 21. I play with them on NCAA, not NCW, but Madden 08. I do like playing with the team, but it's, it's I'm I'm a Falcons fan, but yeah. Um. Yeah, he said Watson would be could be butter in DC. I think Washington could. I mean, Washington. I think Watson could be good anywhere. Yeah. But I think it's almost like it, it, it's almost like the Stafford trade kind of. To me, I feel like I think that the Stafford trade kind of ruined like other teams who may want a quarterback. I I just don't think that. Um, no, it, it's all good. SD, you're not the only person that said that. Um. I just don't think that teams that are going to give up that much for Deshaun Watson, I'd be highly surprised if they do it. Because now you're talking about possibly three first-rounders and two players. That's a lot for a quarterback, in my opinion. Even if they're swapping picks, that's right. that's still a lot. I'm, 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 I, it, it may get ugly in Houston because that's a, that's a lot to give up, in my opinion. I, it, but, hey, we've seen stranger things. Some teams tend to do stuff like that, so I would not be surprised, but... If I was a GM, I'll just say, look, I'm going to go ahead and just draft the quarterback and and build through the draft. I don't think I'll give up. I don't think I'll give up that much, to be honest. Mm-mm. That's just and me. I, and here's one thing that almost got out of hand. Hold on. This agent uh, got ahead of it. There was a report from some unnamed site. I, I seen it in a tweet where uh, – uh, this guy had quoted the agent saying that Deshaun will probably sit out whatever training camp starts. I'm glad his agent tweeted back was like, well, I know a little something about his agent and that is, this is not true. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was put to rest. Because right. so, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, despite everything that's gone on, has been the, been the trooper. I'm like, he's done what's been asked of him. He's, true. He doesn't seem like a person that would just be rebellious all of a sudden he just knows that the situation is messed up and he's gonna he's gonna bide his time either the either the organization is gonna trade him or they're not gonna trade him he's waiting on their decision that's that yeah pretty much and and the the organization themselves is just Mm -hmm. i mean like i said it's it's ridiculous i mean i thought that when they put Bill O'Brien in the position that he was in. I thought he was messing things up. And he was probably, uh, you know, attributed to it. But it, it's apparent at this point that the, the entire organization in Houston is a mess. I mean, they're, they're already talking about possibly uh, getting rid of um, J, uh, J.J. Watt as well. So I, I, I don't know. It's I don't know what to think about that. It's, 
it's it's crazy. And then on top of that, what they don't have a first round pick because their first round pick is with the Dolphins. So they they I mean, yeah, I can understand why like complimentary said they're asking for a lot. I totally get it. I understand why because they don't because they don't have much to play with. Well, you know, they, but, they did that when they uh I don't know, it's just Houston is just god. Yeah, it's it it it's it, it, it's a mess. It's absolutely, you know, is is absolutely SD said, in my opinion, Wentz's situation is a travesty. He was supposed to be the franchise in Philly. Um, as you have a rival of, of, of the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you think about that, DJ? As far as the situation being a travesty there because he was supposed to be the franchise? Right. Um, it is. And it's, it's like I will put 75% on the franchise. 25% on Wentz because I can only go on based on if on went out of the 25% that's Wentz's performance while he's on the field. Now, remember that what the what was his rookie year? He was on pace to be the NFL MVP and he tore, his, he tore everything in his knee. It took him out for the rest of the season. So, you know, Nick Foles, an opportunist, not saying he's an opportunist, but he was opportunistic in that moment, took advantage. Teams weren't ready for him and he was able to get them to the Super Bowl and win that. But um, but as a franchise, 75%, you don't put a permanent structure of the backup quarterback in front of your stadium. Just put the, the Barney Trophy in a statue saying that you won or or went, or at least the final the Graham. He should have had a statue because the actually the game ended when he sacked um, Tom Brady. You, but... They should have played it safe and not have. Wait a minute! 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 What? I, 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 you might, you might have to forgive me for not paying attention. They got a statue of Nick Foles in in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what <laughs> you might see. That's why I said with Philly winning the Super Bowl was uncharted waters. Remember their celebration? You had people on the streets eating, eating horse. Well, we, we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we like, know about what that. Are you doing? That guys definitely don't know what it was like to win the Super Bowl. Now, if that's not true, please somebody correct me. Because yeah, we're, we're, we're spectacular poop when you need them. <laughs> because it, I'm like, you, you you can't do stuff like that. And yeah, you're happy about winning the Super Bowl, but you just put the banner up. Don't put a statue up. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, Ray Lewis has a statue, but he earned it. He was there for years. That's what and I was saying. I, that's what I that's what... exemplified everything that was about the Baltimore Ravens outside. But you know, they 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 outside the Atlanta nightclub. You know, they did they devalue they devalue statues <laughs> with that. And like what? I I heard that somewhere before, but I did not know that was true. Like they actually, yeah. you know, put a statue of Nick Foles up. Like, really? Yeah. You, you, imagine you're the franchise quarterback. You got a bro. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Brian Dawkins don't even have a statue. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you put statues of people who meant something to your organization more than one season. Right. Nick Foles. You you were you were you would think. Here's you a real think- story about Nick Foles. His first few years in the league, he he was touch and go. That's why they got rid of him in the first place. Oh, 
I can see. I yeah. I can see. I can see Brian Dawkins. I can see Jeremiah Trotter. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna have to check this out because who else? I'm going by secondhand information, but I want like, to. That can't. No, I'm about to say that can't. That, that can't be true. I don't believe that. I can. I can even see. You know, um, Brian Westbrook. I can see. Uh, um, who else? Oh, what was the offensive tackle that they had that played for him? Jason Peters? Well, maybe not Jason Peters. Oh, yeah, there it is. Hold up, let me... I can see McNabb possibly getting a statue. Definitely McNabb, because when McNabb came in, the Eagles were nothing, and they ended up turning that around. But Nick Foles? Yeah, because that's the Philly special statue. Oh, my God. What were they thinking? I gotta find a picture of it because that is just cra- it is just crazy to to as oh no what it's does even El- worse <laughs> they got the coach that just fired that's in the statue too <laughs> no. what does LA need what does LA need to do to move oh, forward no. they fire Anthony Lee. I'm gonna be honest with you to touch on that real quick I don't you think I Philly are fucked I don't I don't I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that um, the Chargers need to do anything. I think if, if the coaching staff just continue to do what they have to do with um, Ju- uh, Justin Herbert, I think they'll be fine. Hold up, let me. I I I I mean, don't get me wrong. I like what Anthony Lynn done over there, but you know, is they they decide to switch coaches and the personnel there. As long as they get those the the team the team in the right direction to win, they'll be fine. Because I mean. I'm not sure if the coach is a bad coach or a good coach because I don't even know who they have over there. I haven't been following who they hired. But the personnel they got on the field is okay. I, I sent the link of the picture of the statue in the chat so people can okay. see this. It, that is just crazy for those that uh, – shout out to uh, – I forgot because I wanted to make sure it was right so I can give him his proper due. But I, I think it was I think it was uh, Dayton Eagle that said it. Let me just go back. Um about that statue because that that's the crazy part about Philly's situation and dealing with the uh, Carson Wentz and trying to keep him as the franchise quarterback. You don't have the statue and then have the coach that he didn't like permanently engraved. Ah, oh. mm. mm-mm. Uh. See, that's this is what happens when niggas don't know how to celebrate Super Bowls. They don't know how to. But you know, uh, you know, th- not only this is a problem all across the country. A lot of people been getting statues for no reason. That's like I, there, there, I, I think there's a list somewhere on the internet where there's a lot of teams been p- putting statues up just because. And this is just one of the. I, I, I'm speechless. Honestly, I, 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 you know what? I, I've heard of this statue existing. But this just, I, I forgot all about it. This is, um, yeah, that's terrible. I'm trying, to, try, I'm trying to go back in the chat who originally brought it up because I want to give them their flowers. They, they brought I don't it think up. nobody, I think you don't want to say something. No, 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 sure. no, no, no. Somebody, I eyed it in the chat somewhere uh, when we were talking about this situation. And I don't know. I need to find it because they need their credit. I'm going to give them their credit. Yeah, Dave Tennant is crazy. No, I mean, I'm sorry, complimentary. Dave Tennant, 
Because yeah. I think Carson Wentz tired of the organization backhanding him by putting a statue of back of the back. Oh yeah, that's right. He did say that. Hurts. And then it's that, even worse to see that it's the former coach as well, Doug Peterson, that's also engraved engraven permanently in front of that stadium. So yeah. That I, I can't look at that no more. I'm sorry. That's yeah, just that's that's yeah. That's what that 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 that's that that is that is insane. That is insane. Um I'm trying to think. Outside, you know, Wentz probably getting traded. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, like you said, I, I, I mean, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'd probably be kind of mad at the Rams, cause they kind, I, I, I just don't, I, I just don't see nobody pulling a trigger on that. That they're gonna want a lot, and some teams gonna just be like, yeah, y'all gonna have to talk. They gonna have to find. Their, they're gonna try their best to talk that down, cause that's a lot. Oh, who didn't know about that? Oh, mm. I don't know. Oh, I'm pretty sure he knew about that statue. He lives in Philly. He better know. Oh, about no, it. no, no. There's some people that don't that don't know because there was very little fanfare. I mean, as far as national media, I know. Wait, wait, media, hold on, hold on, hold on. There wait was a, a local site that I just pulled up, but wait a minute, Pooh. You did not know that this statue was in at the yeah. stadium. It's, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe. It. I think he, I think he knew it was there. Complimentary said, Watson the ATL would be nice. Yes, it would be because he's from the area and and it'll be it'll give us life on another quarterback for the next 10 years because Matt Ryan is aging. I think he's good for um I think Matt Ryan's good for another maybe three or four years, but with Watson, you're good for at least another 10 to 12. So that would work. Um, but trade Matt Ryan, give up the fourth overall pick. Maybe. I'm not really sure that I I I don't know if that'll be the case. I'm not sure. I know that they just had um Arthur Blink the 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 uh the um the owner of the Falcons just had an interview with with them and get out and they just had an interview with him and he said that I don't think that's on the table for them to actually trade him. I think that's still off the table. I'm not sure. Okay, I could be so wrong. Could be wrong. Who said he he knew? But I think it was just the fact he just started paying attention again to the to the podcast, so and caught the tail end of this whole thing with the statue. So yeah, I'm saying it's it's kind of crazy, you know. At the end of the day, that that's going on, but I mean that happened, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I. I there's, I'm trying, there's, okay. there's other news, possibly free agent wise, wide receiver wise, because uh, apparently this one, this offseason may be crazy for wide receivers. Um, I heard that in local circles that, you know, um, damn, I can't remember his name, wide receiver who was hurt this year for Cleveland. He's, he was out. I swear, see, this is what concussions can do to people, long term effect. Short-term memory loss, but uh, and and lapses. Odell Beckham Jr. Thank you, uh, Dayton. What happened to him? He's possibly been linked to being being trade bait and possibly landing in Washington. Off. Of oh, that's that, they, they've been talking about trading him since the beginning, middle of the season. That, yeah, I, then, I, I heard of that. And the thinking there is that Washington needs a number, uh, a, a solid number two, or a one B. To uh, McLaurin, 
I'm like, even though, and that would add firepower to whoever our quarterback is. I'm like, whether it be Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke or the, the, the other dude that got hurt. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see because he still got a lot of tread on his tires. It, it, Odell is still he he still has the potential to be a number one receiver easily. So that'd be interesting if he does go somewhere else and see what happens. And then um, I just there was an article that popped up that uh, what was it? Uh, Godwin from the uh, no 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 uh, maybe I'm wrong on this one. I was thinking because they're saying there was a market for uh, Carolina's uh, receiver, uh, Samuels. Yeah, uh, well, who, honestly, as a as a big time slot guy, he's probably going to demand some money. So I know Washington is was looking he, at is him. He, is, is he a free agent? Yes. Okay. He is. Okay. Now I don't I don't have anything else when it comes to to any other topics. I think we covered everything as far as the Super Bowl and some free agency. It's still very early in free agency because we don't know oh, what's yeah. really going on and who's moving. Nothing's where. official until March anyway. So even yeah, the trades they can still fall apart for all we know. And I think you'll start hearing more concrete stuff after the Super Bowl. Because once that's over, you know you'll start hearing more rumblings because more people are going to be trying to move people because the off season officially be starting and um. You won't uh, know. Uh, then you actually get to know who's doing what at that time. So it's going to be interesting. Um, you got anything else? Anything on your mind you want to talk about real quick? Nah. Um, I'm like, all we have coming up is the Super Bowl. And we pretty much covered that. And I'm like, unless anybody has any questions in the chat. Um, let me see. I was just looking at King David's comment that just popped up. He said, I almost want A-Rod back because we wronged him by not signing him after 2017. Our receiving core is good, but we still haven't found a true number one oh, yeah. as much as I like Chark. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Y'all got um, Urban Meyer. I wouldn't be surprised if y'all get some receivers. I, I would not be surprised if y'all get some. Y'all, y'all going to get some receivers under him. That's one thing I know. One thing I know about Urban Meyer, y'all going to get some offense. Y'all going to get oh, yeah, some that's offense. Right. Trevor Lawrence because they got the number one pick. Yeah, they're probably going to end up getting Trevor Lawrence, but y'all going to get some offense with him. That's one thing. That's one thing I can honestly say that that's going to be the case, y'all. Offense is coming your way, if anything. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, anything else y'all have? I'm gonna give everybody another minute or so. Y'all want to add something? to the uh podcast that'd be great um with that being said if y'all see my shirt it's the less complaining more gaming shirt that uh my wife made for me um if y'all want this shirt please hit me up because she's in the business to start making shirts a lot more stuff is going to be coming our way as far as merchandise that's one reason i haven't talked about teespring as much because my wife is really trying to get into making sure she's been doing a fantastic job with shirts as far as um, other shirts she's been making for other people, she decided to make this one for me today. And I think it's pretty neat. It has the navy blue, like the Georgia Southern colors. has the white, and it says hashtag LCMG, less complaining, more gaming. I think the shirt is pretty dope. So if you want it, let, hit me up on Twitter, or you can leave a message here on Twitch, or whatever the case may be. Holler at me, let me know, and we can start pressing more of these. It's a pretty, uh, pretty neat. You know, King um, would read my mind just a second ago about Justin Fields. I was with Urban Meyer there. I, yeah, I said that too because of the Ohio State, State connection. Yeah, he could just yeah. be like, you know what? If Justin Fields, we roll with that. That would be right, funny right. too. 
Um, as far as me, as far as what I'm gonna be doing, I doubt it is gonna be later on tonight. I'm gonna be up for a while because I don't have to work tomorrow, but definitely tomorrow I'm gonna be back streaming. I did say I was gonna start streaming um Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So that's gonna be sometime tomorrow. I'll probably start that, but I'm definitely gonna do the all pro football 2K8 playoffs. I'm in the playoffs. I gotta play the Cyclones again. Oh boy, that team gave me fits last time. So, but uh, I got to play them in the playoffs. I'm playing at home, so it may be a little different outcome. So, but that was a great game. That was a really good, um, really good game. So, I got to play them again as a rematch in the playoffs. So, that's on deck. San Andreas is on deck. Got a couple other games I want to play before the Super Bowl. Going to be watching the Super Bowl. And like I said, for the Super Bowl, I may do something in the Discord. May have a live chat in there where we all can get together. Join the Discord if you haven't already. Um, is in the about section on Twitch. On Twitch, you can always uh, just Google it. I think you can find it there as well. First and frame rates, or you can go on the YouTube side, and the link is in the description over there. So um, we'll be able to do that. Okay, I, I got a I got a answer for Pooh because he he has a question about why is no one talking about Vice City? What are you talking? What? Okay, here's the thing. I did see a tweet. You, I saw you tweeted. I think that's yesterday. The reason why people don't talk about Vice City because it wasn't really that good. Vice City was a good game. The problem is the game was just short. You can beat that game about five hours. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot you could do in Vice City, but you can beat that game in five hours if you just go through the main line, the main missions. You can beat that game in like five. It's it's like one of the shortest Grand Theft Autos that was put out in the PS2 era. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you right now, out of all the Grand Theft Autos I've played, and I've played everything from the top-down versions to the most recent one and have beaten at least the ones that were 3D, Vice City was at the bottom of my list. As really? Well. Yeah, I really didn't like Vice City. I, I kind of, to, to me, it, it, as far as the, I'll, I'll say the PS2 um, Grand Theft Autos, I will say San Andreas number one, I would say um, Vice City is two, Liberty City Stories is three, Vice City Stories is four, and then and then Grand Theft Auto three. Grand Theft Auto three was just too bare bones for me, but that's my order of the the good because I thought Vice City was actually pretty good. I just thought it was just a short game. I I really like the thing. The thing about Grand Theft Auto three, and then it seemed like with Vice City, it didn't really add much to but Vi- vice city what grand theft auto 3 did and then but vice Grandish city was, was the true upgrade but the thing grand about auto. vice city the thing about vice city was it captured the 80s like to a t it did a damn good job catch capturing the 80s i mean from the the cars the damage on the cars the the, the way the cars look the way the um the cars looked the weapons the clothing the radio stations the um the way things were in the 80s in Miami it 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 that's one thing about Vice City it really captured the 1980s but th- like I said to me it just felt like it was it, the game was just too short for me they could have done a lot more with that game in my opinion because I think the game is shorter than in than Grand Theft Auto 3 and, and it's way shorter than San Andreas I mean shit San Andreas on as a PS2 game that could be a 50 hour game and that's bananas for a game back in 2004. I would say yeah. that would, as far as the music and and the capturing the '80s, I would say that would be the one positive 
that I would have because I doubt I definitely felt like I was in the eighties. Um, definitely capturing the feel of um, like King David said it right there. It had so many side missions and mini games. It's so much you could have done to San Andreas. It was yeah. ridiculous. Like that game literally. And I'm just talking about 50 hours if you just go through all three of the cities and do all the main missions. You do all the side missions, that game could easily turn to a 150-hour game. Easily. It's crazy, yeah. Um, Complimentary said, which one of you could play basketball? I could play basketball. I could play. I was a, I was already a basketball player. I was a, I mostly played football, but I could play a little bit of basketball. And, yes, San Andreas did have a basketball minigame. A lot of people didn't know that. It, they, they had a, As soon as you got into the game and got home and you got to your mom's house, you could play basketball next door. A lot of people didn't know that. I knew I read that question correctly. He wasn't asking if you could play basketball, which one of the Grand Theft Auto games could you play basketball? Hey, the way it looked like, so which one could you? It, hey, but I could play basketball still. Which one could you play? <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, you could play basketball in San Andreas, honestly. Um, yep. Uh, San Andreas had driving school, boating school, and flight school. It had all that in there. It, it, it also had to where you had to learn how to be a marksman by going to the um, shooting range. Your shooting actually got better um, at, at, at the shooting uh, range as well. Was San Andreas the first one you could rob stores and and, and because no, I no, no, you can actually rob a store in Vice City. Uh, I think that was the first one. Huh. Yeah, because you could rob the hardware store in Vice City. But I think that was just a part of a mission. San Andreas, I think you can actually just do it just because in San Andreas. I feel like ah. San Andreas was, was the, the starting of a living, breathing world type of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, just, because yeah, Grand Theft Auto 3 tried it, but it was limited. Right. You know, in Vice City... Well, Grand I, Theft Auto 3, we already knew that was the introduction to a 3D version of Grand Theft Auto. So right. we knew that was this, the and, start of what and, they were going to expand upon. Vice City tried it, but it wasn't that much living. In, it wasn't that much of a living, breathing world because the only thing you could really do that was different. You could buy houses, you can like buy assets in Vice City, but like with San Andreas, you literally did. Like you said, it was basically an open world RPG. You had the you can lift weights, you can eat. If you don't eat, you'll start losing. You know, you start losing some of your life. You can get a haircut. You can change your clothes. You can pimp out your ride. You can do so much in San Andreas, oh, and it, it's a it's a shame that Bills missed out on that game because that game was the game is a masterpiece to and this think, day. And even ongoing, even after you beat the game, you still have the game wars that you right. were participating in. So for territory, yeah, exactly. There's so much you still can do. I mean, you can drive a monster truck. You can you can race. Um, you can race boats. Hell, you can even uh, fly uh, a military jet. In the game, it, it was so much you could do in that game. It was it was, it was ridiculous. Like I said, I, I'm planning on streaming that because I think that that's a game that I think people stream it for the wrong reasons. I think people stream it just because it's an open world um, game and they do all kind of crazy stuff. I like to play that game to actually show like the 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 greatness that Rockstar actually put in the game. Like actually going through the missions and playing it, and everything is inter is 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 tied into each other. As far as um, you know, Officer Tenpenny, and and then you got the antagonist from Grand Theft Auto Three in the game. Then you could go to the casinos. We didn't even talk about that. You can go to the casinos and and gamble, and mm -hmm. and and play. Um, you could play like uh casino games. 
Um, like you could do so much in that game, and I, I want to like experience that instead of just saying, "Hey, I'm in San Andreas. Let's you know go and shoot people all the time." You know, it's, it, it gets kind of old, okay. in my opinion. He said, "I used to take the military jet just to shoot down as many enemy jets as po possible after completing the game." Yeah, like you can get five stars really easily by getting a military jet and shooting stuff down easily. But um, I think that's gonna be it. Like I said, if you like the shirt, let me know. You know, I got some more stuff coming as far as merchandise. I think I'm going to try to, you know, still use Teespring, but I'm going to try to shy away from that. Um, got some other things I want to keep on Teespring, but as far as shirts and hoodies and stuff, um, I, you know, stuff like this is what I, I want to do. Um, so that's pretty much going to be what that's that's probably pretty much what's going to be it. Uh, DJ, you said you didn't have anything, do you? You think you're, you're pretty good on your outro? Yeah, because it's not like the next time you guys will probably hear from me, you know, on my uh, podcast on what the fuck just happened. That'll be on Wednesday. So that'll be after the, the next episode of uh, First and Frameways. But you guys can find me here on Twitch, Evo325. You can just, and you actually, if you're in the chat now on Twitch, you can just click on my name. If you haven't followed, you know, what are you doing? Um, I did lose one. I wonder if that was Izzy. So, because <laughs> we, because we, because you know, Bills went in on him for a split second. He probably just looked at it, was like, "Oh, they're talking about me." Boo, boo, boo. But anyway, um, you can find me on Twitter, DJ eighty one, and uh, yeah, we got the Super Bowl on the horizon, and you know, tonight's show was very, very good. We had a lot of chatter in the uh, comment section chat room and everything so thank you guys for coming out uh and you know looking forward to the super bowl that's on to the super bowl that's all i can say yeah looking forward to that yeah exactly like i said i'm gonna be streaming throughout the weekend and we're gonna be talking about the super bowl during the chat probably gonna have a um a voice chat in or a video chat in the uh discord so check us out over there uh, also this podcast is on itunes google play spotify and soundcloud and this episode should be up shortly i plan on putting some clips of the podcast on the youtube channel because i know a lot of people that gave me feedback. Well, a few people gave me feedback said they're not necessarily watching the entire uh, podcast because it's recorded. So they'd rather see it live. So I told them to come over here to Twitch. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably put some snippets of the podcast over there. Also start doing some more videos over there. So um, you can find me here. VF ball. If you haven't already, you know, you could uh, follow me here. That'd be great. It is crazy that the YouTube has an 11 hour um long san andreas video uh that is crazy um the truth missions in the game there are the really good missions in san andreas those are awesome <laughs> truth is crazy man uh, he, he really good characters in that game really good one okay. all right we're gonna slide up out of here and uh you guys be safe and we will see you guys later on in the week catch us on our live streams and we'll be back on tuesday all right guys you guys be easy all right peace peace out